This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. It's hour three of the nation. The 254 says Gavin can't even go three weeks without getting back on that positive BS. Sounds like you and Brian Broadister of like mind and accusing me of flip-flopping. We'll find out. It only has, by the way, been a week and a half since the Cowboys had the absolute life stomped out of them by a barely over 500 football team at their own stadium in the playoffs. But let's talk about it. Maybe I am flipping positive. The truckwreck.com fan text is open at 877-881-1053. How about we take stock to my right is the former Cowboy Scout, NFL executive, Super Bowl champion, the number one influencer on Cowboy social media, and an Emmy Award winner. He goes by the name of Brian Broaddus. In the pimp cup behind the glass at Master Control is Lucius Alexander. L.A. Live's coming up at 540, the number one rated segment in afternoon drive radio anywhere in DFW. Lucius Alexander. You got uh, Woolchuck and Shia follow here, of course, the Nosebleed Brothers that have uh, arrived in the G-Bag Nation coming up on two years ago, approaching their two-year anniversary. And, of course, in the pimp cup adjacent, you do have the man coordinating your video, keeping an eye on college football. That's Carter Freeman. You can watch us at 105thefan.com, Twitch, and YouTube. Well, Saad Yusuf here in the Athletic took note. Oh. Uh, Cowboy season top performers. And the question for you out there is as a Tolo at 877-881-1053. What's, your, what's the best thing that happened to this football team over the course of the season? And, and what's that mean for you going forward? And are you ready to be positive? Brian, looks like you're ready to talk. I felt like that... Uh... They went in with a plan to try and limit the number of turnovers they had. And I I, I think that, to me, was the positive. The quarterback said he wasn't going to turn the ball over. I think the the scheme helped him. I think he helped him on his – I think he did a lot of it on his own, though, too. You know, I thought he got better at times with his reads. And there was times where he would force the ball, and that probably cost him in, you know, the previous years. But I think overall, his his goal was not to turn the football over, and he achieved that, I think, with flying colors. I, I do think that Dak certainly was helped by certain design for Mike McCarthy and Brian Schottenheimer. I think both should get some love there. But I think there was a massive overreaction in an attempt to overcorrect the turnover issues from a year ago. Mm-hmm. And I think Dak does deserve uh, – credit for that as well by being more smart with the football but I do think being able to have a scheme that at times really up until the postseason playoff game against the Packers 
did help, where we talked about the bunches, uh, some of the route combinations, the various personnel groupings that they're using different plays out of. But, man, the first, we, can't, we can't look over the first five, six weeks where Mike McCarthy seemed like he did not trust Dak Prescott. They were not on the same page, and he yeah. essentially neutered his quarterback. And then it's, hey, C.D. Lamb and Dak are frustrated. Coach, this ain't going to work, and now we got to fix things. Now you're looking like one of the best offensive teams in football. Yes, yes, and that, that would be a positive to look like one of the best uh, teams in football. And there were, there were certainly negatives sprinkled throughout that. Now, I think Dak Prescott's inability to avoid getting stumped you know, by, by good teams, by good defenses, was still there. And the turnovers still happen in that situation. When we can't score, we're going to have to just YOLO balls, you know, and you can see that coming from Dak, the fourth quarter turnovers in those kinds of games. And, you know, to me, if you really want to make this offense balanced, it's it's going to come down to fixing the running game at 877-881-1053. The 972 says Jake Ferguson. The 817 says the bye week pivot was awesome. I loved how they showed they could be adaptable, Chief. What, what's sticking out to you? That was definitely that was definitely awesome. I mean, there was a six or seven week stretch there post bye that it was like, man, this is this is exactly what we want to see right here from this offense. Um, but for me, best takeaways. I'm with the Jake Ferguson texter. You have a legit tight end, more than just a legit tight end. You have what might be the makings of a top five sort of tight end in the sport. I think that's huge. Uh, and then C.D. Lamb, like showing that, yeah. hey, I'm not just a number one. I'm not just a top ten receiver. I'm here to be in the number one conversation, and I'm definitely top five. So I think you're living in a world where you may have a top five wide receiver and top five tight end on your offense. That's, yeah. that's pretty exciting. And then you have the makings of a top five guard in Tyler Smith. Now, all of a sudden, you're like, okay, we got three pillars of young dominance at, at, at three separate positions here. Can we build around it more? Yeah, I, I think that's what it comes down to. And, and as we go over the, the things from Sod's article here, and then we'll get to some more C-note content here coming up in five minutes or so, I want you to think to yourself, are these developments trending up enough? that it could be a difference maker for for this team. And, you know, the, the big one, obviously, is CeeDee Lamb emerging as a top-tier wide receiver. Going into last year, we weren't even sure he would be a top-10 guy at the peak of his powers, and now he is trending towards being in the conversation as as the guy. And, you know, I, I think the cool thing about CeeDee now is he is playing at such a high level, he has earned the status that he can hold his teammates to a higher standard. And it's going to be up to him to try to do more Michael Irvin while you're building up while inspiring instead of tearing down and complaining. And that's kind of what I saw there at the end. I, I think it's a, a big offseason. Like CD has emerged to be a leader player, but the better he's got, the worse his attitude has become. Mm-hmm. He's like, he's impatient with incompetence. And that's a challenge for a lot of the greats. Your teammates are not playing their positions as good as you are, other than maybe Micah Parsons and. Tyron Smith and pass pro that's what it comes down to so you know be cooler uh, to your teammates but if he could take it to another level next year you know I think he's doing everything he can to be pretty much unguardable it's it's just that you know I think the offense has to be able to run them out of some of those coverages that that did did trouble him even when when CD was uh, you know absolutely dominating he mentions Tyler Smith you mentioned Jake Ferguson Deron Bland emerging as a ball hawk and a touchdown threat 
getting him and Diggs on the field again next year, as long as your third corner isn't a total train wreck, you should get plenty of opportunities to make house calls again next year. Is our goal in a perfect world to get Bland back in the slot and get a new boundary corner? Would that, is that our goal, or are we comfortable Bland's now a boundary corner would, and we need to go find a new nickel? I would play Bland at the boundary corner, and then when you want to go to nickel, move him inside, and then you have to then find another guy. Now, how much you play a lot of dime anyway, or excuse me, a lot of nickel anyway, I, I would find a way to put Bland in the slot. Yeah, I really, really would. Yeah, Me too. I, Same because I, I think and find it, a, find another corner. It's such a weapon, right? Because we've talked about it. CD, we talked about it too. How they move him around, and we saw two years ago Trayvon started to do that, where he was traveling with Justin Jefferson, and he would travel with the best receiver. So now, if you've got two guys, or if you've even got Bland that you can kick inside against one of those top receivers, if he's playing the slot, I mean that that's that's pretty sexy, right yeah. there. Well, if corners. you get in a situation where you get you, you continue to get Bland really keeps playing well at the slot. It'll keep people from putting him in there, you know. They'll, they'll keep it'll keep uh, from opponents of putting their best receiver inside, mm-hmm. you know, to get him away from yeah. say Diggs. Yeah, like okay, you want to get him away from Diggs, put him in the slot. Oh damn, he's got to deal with Bland right. now. It's, so a it's not a, it's not an advantage for an offense to have to deal with that. And his tackling ability too, like his physicality yeah. in the run game, I think is hugely important for him being at the nickel spot as well. So yeah, hopefully they can f- figure out a way to get him back there. Yeah, and I I don't know if he's ever going to continue the season that he had scoring touchdowns. Without Bland's touchdowns, you would have averaged 2.2 points less per game. Wow. (laughs) It's pretty incredible. It was a historic season for him when it came to that. We have a good kicker. Uh, That's worth celebrating. You know, we have have emerged from the other side of the post-Dan Bailey era, and uh, we survived it. I don't think it ever cost you any big opportunity to win a division or win a playoff game. And now we got a reliable guy. That's awesome. Three straight 12-win seasons. The consistency needs to be recognized. I mean, it sucks um, that you're, you're, you haven't been a bigger threat to go all the way when inside, but it's way better than missing the playoffs and everything that comes with the lost season. It's definitely a step up yeah. from your 8-8 eight eight average under Jason Garrett, and then maybe you'd have one really good season. At least you know this team's most likely going to win double-digit games in the regular season and yeah. get to the playoffs. The question now is, can they do anything when they get to the postseason? Um, I, you know, I think uh, Dak, Dak in the offense evolving. He was in the MVP conversation. Yeah. He was second team all pro. I mean, it must continue to evolve, but you took steps in the right direction of, of learning how to problem solve what's gone wrong for us here and, and what should we make, be making adjustments to do. Hopefully they can uh, you know, finish that job up coming up this offseason. Okay, 817 says Gallup is the Cowboys' best receiver. Don't need to read any more of that. What? Uh, that one's tough right there. <laughs> I was a troll. Uh, did you all see the Fish article about trading Dak to the Bears for Justin Fields uh, and the no, ninth, ninth pick? pick? Would you all do it? I didn't. I was too busy reading Fish's other 45 stories about trades today. Um, but I would do that. Uh, you know, I, For me, you know, I filter a lot of my things through would the Cowboys actually do it? And I think the answer to that is no. But I want to move on and get back in the rookie quarterback game. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to look and see what the comp- uh, compensation was. I saw Jeff Saturday on ESPN trading Dak to the Falcons. Okay. Uh, so I need to see what he got in return for his hypothetical uh, not oh, yeah, Bo- trade. Uh, uh, Sean and Bobby were talking about that, I, I think, with, uh, with RJ, maybe uh, yesterday morning or something like that. that I just... It would, be, it would be interesting to actually consider that those trades are possible. I, I just don't think the Cowboys are in that mindset at all right now. Um, but, uh, you know, who knows? Maybe Jerry will decide to to grab that steering wheel and let Daddy. You know, hey, 
I, I know Stephen convinced you, Jerry, that being careful and managing things uh, on a much more conservative way was the way. And uh, after t- 20 years of holding the line, you said, all right, son, you go ahead and have your turn. But you know how many Super Bowls your son's won for us so far? Zero. Okay. The proof's in the pudding. Okay. Steve needs a checkup from the neck up. He needs to figure out what it's going to take to win a Super Bowl. And until he does, Jerry, you don't want to let him be in charge for your last years watching this football team, do you? I don't think so. Here's Zach Wolchuk with the rest of the C-Note. Well, uh, if we're being positive, blogging the boys put out their 2023 season awards for the Cowboys. Yeah. Uh, MVP. It is Dak. Dak is a finalist for NFL MVP as well. Mm -hmm. So if we're talking Cowboys, Dak did have... I think his best season. Could have voted CD in there too. Offensive player of the year. Okay. That is CD Lamb. Okay, there we he go. gets that and rightly so. I mean, 1749 yards unmatched by any other player to ever wear the 88 or any other wide receiver in Cowboy history, 135 catches as well. Unbelievable. Defensive player of the year. That was Micah Parsons. Hmm. Uh, and he is a finalist for Defensive Player of the Year as well. He had a career-high 14 sacks. Again, I think all these guys just want to step up in the big moments to be able to take that next step. Did the, did we get another start great, finish slow from him? From Micah? Yeah. If we look at the numbers, game the to sacks. game. The sacks. The, the sacks game went to game. down again. But, yeah. but how were the pressures? The pressures I, need, were, I, need to go, I need to go take a look at the pressures. I don't know for sure. I'm sure the pressures were still there. I mean, in the amount of time, the, the amount of attention that he is – offenses have to focus on. I mean, he's getting double, triple team, the holds that weren't called. But yeah, oh, the numbers would show you, based on the sacks, yeah. that yes, indeed. So it was, another it, one it of those was a, It was a sack. It, the sacks did. They, the they, sacks for sure decreased. And, and we'll see what the pressure. Almost the identically pressures. from yeah. last year, uh, through like the first 10 yeah. games to the last uh, seven or whatever, his numbers from a sack standpoint, they were trending in the wrong direction. Back-to-back seasons. I'll try and figure out the total pressures, though, here. Rookie of the year, Brandon Aubrey. <laughs> I mean, yeah. where else were you going to go? T.J. Bass? Yeah, no. Yeah. That's a tough one. Most improved player. Now, I don't know if you guys would disagree with this, but it is indeed Jake Ferguson, who was fantastic this year. And, you know, we tried to tell you in the offseason, man, he's going to be an upgrade over Dalton Schultz. Don't worry about it. He's going to be a tight end one for you. Uh, the Cowboys still felt the need to take a tight end in the second round of this past draft, in which was a deep draft, but... We'll see. Maybe Scooney ends up being better next year. And coach of the year for the Cowboys ends up being Al Harris. Hmm. Former corner himself. Uh, the year that Deron Bland had follows up the years that Trayvon Diggs has had with him. He deserves some love. I've certainly thrown out the idea that if Dan Quinn left, uh, we'll see what happens. Maybe it's Joe Witt as next in line. But if you wanted to try and get a young guy that possibly might not be quite ready, but you just go ahead and give him the reins. Maybe Al Harris is that guy. It seems like the players love him. And he's a he's an emerging candidate to be a defensive coordinator, but Al Harris certainly deserves some love. The other thing that's interesting here in the C note is I saw an article uh, from Bleacher Report. Some top players to target in free agency if the Cowboys actually finally want to spend some money. The big thing is if, like, do we actually believe that this team is going to spend money in free agency? It's hard for me to believe that until they actually do it. Right. And towards your G-bag of the day winning rant, I think that we've seen that this thing has pivoted from, no, we're not going to do that under Stephen Jones. Yeah. They don't want to do that. Mm. But if they did, there's some big names out there that could help you. Are the Chiefs able to re-sign a Chris Jones? If not, he's a free agent, and he fits a big position of need, and you know he's an impact Super Bowl championship caliber player. 
What about a guy that caused you fits when you went up against them? And Christian Wilkins, defensive tackle of the Miami Dolphins, who's also a phenomenal player, and the Dolphins are spending money. Are they able to bring in a Christian Wilkins? You've got Devin White, linebacker from LSU, that has kind of faded a little bit, uh, been up and down with the Bucks, but I think he's also been frustrated with his contract situation there as well. Yeah, but you need to maybe there's don't connect the dots on that one with with Quinn. Quinn, yeah. If we if Dan Quinn's still the defensive coordinator, yeah, maybe, right. maybe he's not a, a right. fan of the player. Right. Patrick Queen from the Ravens. He got better with Roquan Smith standing next to him. And I think that Baldy made a great point with Patrick Queen because he's going to be a free agent. I don't know that the Ravens bring him back. You have to have somebody else, and I don't think the Cowboys have that guy with Leighton Vander Esch most likely retiring to call your defense. There you go. And I don't think Damone Clark is a guy that can call the defense either. There you go. So that's a responsibility that seemed like as soon as that was taken off the shoulders of Patrick Queen and he could play freely, he became a better player. But there's some names that we've, you know, and some other ones that we've already discussed, uh, maybe a Jonah Williams from the Bengals injury guy. Jalen Johnson seems like the Bears are going to tag him if they don't get a long-term deal reach. So if you wanted another corner, he's probably not an option. But there are some attractive names in free agency if the Cowboys actually wanted to spend some money. Micah averaged five pressures per game for the first nine games of the season, averaged four and a half pressures per game for the final eight games of the season. How did that compare to, and I'm asking you a question, do we have the numbers from last year? Last year, his pressures did not dip, even though his sacks did as the season went on. Okay. And everybody was talking about the fatigue setting in. Yeah. And the same thing happened this year where the first half of the season is where he got majority of his sacks. There you go. But his pressures did not really Only decrease. Like half a pressure a game, right? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Down, yeah, basically, yeah. First nine games, five pressures a game. Last eight games, four and a half pressures a game. Yeah. But the final game was one pressure versus the Packers. Yeah. You know, but by and large, his pressures per game were were still consistent wow. all throughout the season, even though his sack totals dipped pretty drastically. Well, thank you, gentlemen. Absolutely. It's always outstanding to have a conversation about football with you. Now, every afternoon at 420, we take a look at the top 10. I don't imagine your top 10 is uh, Vince McMahon's top 10 text messages no, of the day. We're going to stay away Holy from that cow. One. My gosh. If you want to yeah. sprinkle dingle that in before the top 10, though, you're more than welcome. 877-881-1053. I'm going to let the Tolos decide. Do you want food or do you want a football-themed top 10? Because we've mm. done a lot of food this week. If you want some football, I got you covered. Let us know, Tolos. Give your vote as well. That's next on The Fan. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color, starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. 
Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.